the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Impression of someone, somebody you don't like, somebody just gets all in your crawl. You don't want them to do well. You don't want them to succeed. So what you do is you put all these little leads out there of negative impressions about a particular person so that other folk will begin to think about that person as you. Are y'all hanging with me? I mean, so you don't like them and you don't want nobody else to like them. So you just put stuff out there so as to paint a negative impression on that, and you know what? That is called cold evil. Amen? Here's, here's number nine. It's, it's a big one, too. Gossip is ignited when you share confidential information to someone who is spiritually immature with loose lips. Did you get that? Gossip is what? Ignited. Say ignited. Gossip is ignited when you share confidential information to someone who is spiritually what? Immature with what kind of lips? Loose lips. Be mindful that loose lip sinks ships. Now, you know what? It's a good thing if you're having some issues or some problems and you go to a particular person, you begin to share issues. Maybe you're having a problem and you share and you really, it's about you. You're not talking about nobody else. You know, you're sharing, you're opening your heart and many people are so closed up and so private that they rarely open up. And so it's a good thing when you can open up and share confidential information. It's nothing wrong with that, is it? Matter of fact, we, we all need somebody at some time because we, we all need a word of wisdom. But you're sharing it with a person, could be the possibility, you're sharing with a person who is spiritually immature and they can't handle that kind of information. And not only are they immature, but their lips are loose, and they take what you have shared with them in confidentiality, and they dispense it to others, and it's passed on in a way, and it breaks your heart. You end up out of the church simply because you had a need, and it went beyond what you ever attended. That's why when you share, you need to know who you're talking to, and you need to know some sense of spirituality about that particular person. Don't release confidential information to just anybody. It needs to be somebody who, first of all, know how to keep their mouth shut, amen, and can speak a word of wisdom 
into your situation, and it ain't going any further. Amen? Amen. So you can mean well, but you can be hurt because you went to the wrong source. So it wasn't the church. It was just the source. Are y'all hanging with me? Here's another question. How do you know when you're gossiping? Okay. Is that, is that a legitimate question? Is that, can I pose that question? How do you know when you're gossiping? Number one, listen at this. Number one, when you preface your conversation by saying, don't tell anyone I told you this. Or this is between me and you. Okay? Don't tell anybody I told you this. Now, this is between me and you. Number two, when you start a conversation with, guess what I heard, girl? Man, guess what I heard? Uh, you, and, and you didn't hear that from me. When you start conversations and end them like that, that's a good, that's a good gauge, isn't it? That's how you know. Number three, here's, a, here's the biggest one. Here's the biggest reason. This is the, this is the larger of all the reasons that you, you know when you're gossiping. The inner conviction of the Holy Spirit will let you know when you've overstepped your bounds. Did you get that? The inner conviction of the Holy Spirit will let you know when you've overstepped your bounds. Have you ever said something and you were convicted in your spirit after you said it? Man, I shouldn't have said that. How many have been there before? I, I mean, instantly in your spirit. Now, the person didn't know and they may not know, but you know that you shouldn't have said what you said and instantly you are convicted by the Holy Ghost. I've been there. Have you? I believe we've all been there. Amen. Uh, here's another question. Lots of questions. When someone attempts to share gossip with you, what is to be your response? When someone attempts to share gossip with you, you do you think in the future someone is going to try to share gossip with you? What should be your response? I got about six of these now. Okay? Number one, refuse to receive it and pray with the one who attempts to share it. Refuse to what? Receive it and pray for the one uh, who attempted to share it. Okay? You don't have to be rude or ugly, but let's pray with you and about that person. And let's go before the Lord with this issue. Man, that, that does a world of good. That begins, that's too spiritual for a gossiper. Number two, here's, here's, what, here's how you respond. Ask that person who comes to you, is this factual or just hearsay? Is this what? Factual or just what? You'd be surprised how folk make judgments on just one side of the issue. You've only heard a part and you've already made up your mind that's the way it is and you haven't even hold a whole, whole report. And then you go share something in halvesies. In other words, you're sharing a half truth or a half lie, and that's a lie because you don't even know the whole truth. If you don't hold the whole truth and nothing but the truth, you, truth, you need to what? Keep quiet. There's two sides to every coin. 
How can you come to a conclusion on one-sided information? Just because you heard it does not mean it's true and does not mean it's the whole truth. Ask, is this factual or just hearsay? And they say, you know what, I, I can't substantiate it. Then you just ask, well, then why are you sharing it? Oh, look how quiet it got. Well, then why are you sharing it? Why are you, why are you releasing what you don't know what you're talking about? Number three, ask them, have they shared this with the person they are speaking of? <laughs> Ooh, nobody else is coming to you. <laughs> you won't get an email. <laughs> ask them, have you shared this with the person you are speaking of? And if you said no, well, why have you gone to me and you have not gone to that person? Number four, ask them, have they made any attempts to be a part of the solution? A lot of folk are passing information and they don't have any intention of being a part of the solution. Now, if you get something, then you ought to do something, what? With it. If you're not going to do nothing with it, then why are you getting it? Amen? Am I speaking the truth? So, so how are you going to be a part of the solution? If you're not going to be a part of the solution, then you need to stay out of it. Number five. You say, Pastor, that's just so deep. I'm not mature enough to do all that you're saying. But let me give you a little starter. Just change the subject. You say, well, I can't do all that yet. Well, here's, here's step one. Start by just somebody come at you and you can't say all this other stuff I said that's heavy. Well, start out, number one, just change the subject abruptly. Just change the subject. You ain't got to say, well, I ain't going now. Let's talk about something. Just change it. They're talking that, you go to the Cowboys or something, you know. <laughs> just change the subject. Amen. And that's a polite way of not dealing with it. And uh, number six, ask, here's, here's the biggest one. Ask them, did the Holy Spirit tell them to inform you of this? Or are they operating in the flesh? <laughs> so I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I heard that out there. Ask them. Now, boy, now you know, that's, that's, that's huge. When you ask somebody, Brother Elliot come to me, I'm just using him for, for an example. Brother Elliot come to me and tell me this. I said, Elliot, hey, hey, man, my brother, did the Holy Ghost tell you to tell me that? He said, uh, I don't know. No. Then why are you telling me? Is this out of the flesh or out of the spirit? If the Holy Ghost didn't tell you to tell me this, then that's fleshy. That's out of your flesh. You, do you realize what kind of church we would have? And do you realize the church is on the east side and the west side and the north side? Do you realize how much unity would be in the body of Christ? You know how much peace would abide and love abide? And you realize how, how the church would be a powerhouse, an explosive entity for the glory of God if we operated on these, on these premises in the name of Jesus? Well, the question, how do I glorify God with my tongue? 
God, who gave us a tongue? Who gave, it, who gave us a tongue again? Who gave us a tongue? It's given for God, you know? And, uh, and it's, if it's given for God, then it ought to bless God and not grieve God. It ought to encourage the saints. It ought to edify the saints. So the question comes, how do I glorify God with my tongue? How do I glorify God with my what? Tongue. Number one, lift up the name of Jesus with your tongue. Lift up the name of Jesus. Worship Jesus. Honor Jesus. Adore Jesus. Extol God. Worship him. Honor him. Adore him. Extol him. Look at Psalms 34.1. Psalms 34.1. Please turn now. It'll bless your heart. Psalms 34.1. Help us, Holy Ghost. Psalms 34.1. Look what it says. I will bless the Lord at what? At what kind of time? His what? Praise shall continually be in my what? His praise shall continually be in my what? His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And you know, you can't have praise in the mouth until you have praise in the heart. And you can't have real praise in the heart until the heart is cleaned up of all that mess and garbage that has no place in the heart. And most heart can't praise because it's filled with too much garbage. You can't praise God through garbage. Amen? Number two, how do you glorify God with with my tongue? Uh, Think before you speak. Think before you speak. Unless we think before we speak, our mouths will continue to get us in trouble with God and man. If we don't think before we speak, our mouths will continue to get us in trouble with God and man. James 1.19. Turn there, if you will. James 1.19. Look what it says in James 1.19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters... Be quick to listen or hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry, slow to anger. Quick to what? Huh? Quick to, to hear. Slow to what? Now, that's, now, underline that, slow to what? A lot of times we speak before we hear, huh? And that's how we get in trouble. You're speaking what you haven't even heard because you haven't heard. You speak before you're, you're, you're folk, you start something, they go off and, and start talking before you finish because they assume that they know which direction you're going to go in the conversation. That irritates me. You got to hear before you speak. There's value in being a good listener. Number three, how do we glorify God with our tongue? Speak in wisdom. Speak in wisdom. Psalms 49 3. Psalms 49 3. Speak in wisdom. Psalms 49 3 says, My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall give understanding. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart uh, shall give understanding. Speak in wisdom. In other words, speak wisely. And you know what? When you're in a lot of pressure, or when the devil's coming at you, or when your boss is coming down on you, or when your husband has said something, or when your wife or your child has said something, 
you, listen, or if you're angry with your child, it is critically important that you speak in wisdom even if you are angry. Wisdom comes from God. It comes from God. Number four, how do we glorify God with our tongue? Give soft and gentle answers. Give what kind of answers? Soft and gentle answers. Proverbs 15.1, jot it down. Proverbs 15.1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger, says Proverbs 15.1. You know what? When you speak harshly and meanly uh, with the graces of insensitivity, do you realize you make folk real angry? And do you realize you can't minister? You need soft words, gracious words, kind words. Substitute those harsh words for something that's soft and gentle. It edifies your family. It edifies the church. It builds the church. I mean, some folk in the church been saved, but they talk so hard. So you scare folk away. They don't want to talk to you. They don't know what. They don't know where you coming from. What you want? I don't know. What you ask me for? That's what she get. Uh, I knew it all the time. Good. Hard. Oh, well, that's hard. I told you so. Next time you listen to me, just own. Now stop that. Amen. Stop it. Shut up. And all that. I mean. And I'm saying it, I'm saying it from the pulpit night. That's nice. What I'm saying is still nice. It's not nice, but it's nice compared to what the levels of some go to. They put little words in there that's quite inappropriate to be said in church. It was a sad day when a husband cussed his wife. Belittle her, beat her down. Make her feel worthless and insignificant. Just beat. Ain't beating her with the hands, but you beating her with your mouth. She's destroyed and distraught. She's your wife. You're one flesh. And what you've done to her, you've done to yourself because you're one. How do we glorify God with um, with the tongue. Number five, again, guard against idle talk. Guard against idle talk. Second Timothy 2.16. Timothy 2.16. Turn there. That's, that's a very interesting scripture. Turn to 2 Timothy 2.16. We're almost done. Turn to 2 Timothy 2.16. And look what it says. 2 Timothy 2.16. It says, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase in more ungodliness. Second Timothy 2.16 says, But shun and profane idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. I mean, you, you become more, more ungodly when this becomes habitual in your life. Number six, how, how do we glorify God with our tongues? 
integrate the Word of God in your daily conversation. Integrate what? The Word of God in your daily conversation. Joshua 1.8 is one of my favorite verses. This, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night to observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And you got to meditate on the Word of God. you got to be rich in the Word of God. you got to be full of the Word of God. Let me tell you something. When you integrate the Word in your conversation, it makes for a powerful, dynamic conversation. Amen. It will transform lives. It will build folk up. It will encourage folk. Folk will gravitate you. Folk will want to be around you. Folk will just be so blessed when they come in your presence. And they, listen, when you leave, they will feel so refreshed after leaving your presence. Let me ask you a question. Are folk blessed when they come into your presence? And when they leave your presence, have they been refreshed? You see, if you integrate the word in your conversation, for everybody that come into your life will be so blessed. And when they leave your presence, they are so refreshed. You know, when your, mind, when your heart is filled with all of this junk and garbage and rubbish, no wonder you can't sing. No wonder you contemplate leaving the church. No wonder you'll sit there and can't even raise a hand or shed a tear or stand and clap for Jesus or anything. Everything's an issue because it's too much garbage in the heart. You don't have to take the can, the, the lid off of the can to know garbage is in it. Amen. I don't go by a street seeing a can there or a garbage bag. Let me look in this bag and see if I know garbage is in there. I don't want to smell that mess. And some of y'all take lids off to smell dirty garbage. Garbage stinks. It's stinky. The quicker you can get it out your house, the, the less your house smells. Amen. Don't let fish or some bones or stuff stay in there. You got to hurry up and get that out of there. You know what I'm talking about. And the quicker we get things out of the church, the church is a sweet-smelling aroma in the nostrils of Jehovah God. Don't come in God's house stinking up the place. You ought to be a spiritual aromatic perfume in the nostrils of Almighty God. Number seven, how do you glorify God with your speech? Let your speech be seasoned with salt. Let your speech be what? Seasoned with salt. Um, turn to Colossians 4, 6. Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be what? Seasoned with salt. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always be with grace. Is there grace in your speech? Seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Listen, folk will come at you with all kinds of issues and things and gossip and whatever, but if you have your speech seasoned with salt and grace, you'll know how to answer a person in a way that person didn't expect you to answer. And then number eight, number eight, and this is the final one, number eight, allow the Holy Spirit to control your mouth. Allow the what? Holy Spirit to do what? 
Control your mouth. That's number eight. In closing, these are the words of Sister Wanda Little's mother mentioned in this past prayer meeting. And allow me, allow me to share this with you at this time. Listen closely. In wisdom's ways, you'd widely seek five things observed with care. Of whom we speak, to whom we speak, how, when, and where. In wisdom's ways, you'd widely seek five things observed with care. Of whom we speak, to whom we speak, how, when, and where. Turn to Psalms 19.14, and we're going to quote this aloud three times from the scripture. Psalms 19.14, we're going to close with this scripture. It says, say it with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Again, let the words, come on, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. One more time. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my reward. And all God's children said, our words ought to be acceptable in his sight. He's our Lord, he's our strength, and he's our redeemer. And all God's children said, Lord, thank you for this timely message. May we not just amen it, but that we live it, that we meditate on it, and that we implement it. God, you have a wonderful plan for this church, and you're unfolding it in a progressive way. You've brought us a long way. Thank you from whence we have come. It is my prayer, O Lord that our, our words and our thoughts, what we meditate on, would be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And all God's children say, amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.